Walhamdulillah Salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man tamasaka bi sunnatihi bi ihsanin ila yawmiddin Amma ba'd After praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And sending the salutations upon the messenger alihi salatu wassalam And his companions and, uh, and his family and upon all those who follow, upon his guidance, and to the establishment of the last day, to proceed, Ikhwan. Allahumma inna na'udhu bika min ilmin la yinfa' wa min qalbin la yakshah wa min nafsin la tashba' wa min dua'in la yusma' verily Allah, we seek refuge with you from knowledge that has no benefit and from a heart that has no fear and from a soul that has no satisfaction or contentment, and from a du'a that goes unanswered, from a du'a that goes unanswered. To proceed, Ikhwan, فَنُعْلِنُوا لِأَنفُسِنَا جَمِيعًا So, we have a few announcements, inshallah. Our first announcement is that we're going to change the time of our class Back to the previous time, insha'Allah, Rahman Rahim. فَنَأْخُذُ الدَّرْسَ اللَّيْلَةَ إِنشَاءَ تَعَالَى الْآنَ بَعْدَ صَلَاةِ الْعِشَاءِ وَغَدًا إنشاءَ نَرْجِعُ إلَى الْوَقْتِ السَّابِقِ الْوَقْتِ السَّابِقِ. So tonight we'll take our lesson after Isha, alhamdulillah, and then tomorrow, بِذْنِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى, we'll return back to our earlier time, صلاه المغرب إنشاءَ. وعندما ماذا تقدم وقت المغرب نغير الوقت حين إذن. and when the time changes for the maghrib in a few weeks or so, then we'll change it accordingly. إن شاء الله تعالى نرى أن هذا الأفضل والعالم. perhaps this is very إخوان النساء ليس عليهن أن يكون خارجات مطة طويلة والحمد لله. For our women also, they won't have to be out as late, as long. But inshallah ta'ala, nara'ana hadhar afdal. Ma ra'yukum? What do you think, ikhwan? When the time changes, we can adjust it then, inshallah. Ta'ib, namshi inshallah ta'ala. Ma'azi iftah al-misbaha lil-akhawat. Ta'ib, fa'nakhud yawman muraja'atan inshallah. ثم نمشي إن شاء الله تعالى فيما بعد فيما بعد. so tonight also we'll take some more review and then perhaps our next hadith class will continue in our حفظ. أين وصلنا حفظا؟ where did we arrive in our memorization؟ حديث 27. حديث 27. طيب. جميلة. طيب في الحفظ وصلنا إلى الحديث السابع والعشرين السابع والعشرين. so memorizing wise we arrive at حديث number twenty seven. so نسميه إن شاء الله تعالى ماذا في يوم أحد إن شاء الله. so this hadith will be our hadith that we recite on Monday إن شاء الله تعالى حديث number twenty seven. طيب إذا العبد 
يحفظها بالإنجليزية أو سمانية أو أي لغة ما ماذا نقول؟ If someone memorized the hadith in English or Somalia or any other language, what do you say about that, Yaquan? He doesn't have the ability to learn it in Arabic or likewise her, so she learns it in her language. What do you say? Is that something good or bad? That's That's something good, Yaquan. Hata tarafa' darajatan, inshallah ta'ala, until the sister of the brother elevates and starts to memorize. In Arabic, we say all of that is good. Alhamdulillah. Huh? In reality, it's not a hadith. It's the translation of the hadith. Our actions are based upon intentions, and every individual has what he intends, and whoever migrates for. You can't say that's a hadith. However, we say this is the translation of the hadith of the Messenger Hatta until the person elevates by Allah's mercy and their level and their degree. Do you say the word for reading the translation of the Quran? If someone reads the translation of the Quran, they're reading the English. All praise belong to Allah, the Lord of all the worlds, the most merciful, the most compassionate, the master or the owner of the day of judgment. That's not the same as the Quran. That's the translation of the Quran. No. In reality, that's not the Quran. I can feel khayr. But it's still good, ya ikhwan. إذا العبد لا يمكنه أن يقرأ ألف لامين ذلك الكتاب مثلا لا يمكنه أن يقرأ العربية لا بأس. He doesn't have the ability to study the Arabic or he doesn't know ألف باتا. Still good. He's reading the translation but he still doesn't get the reward. لم يقرأ القرآن البتة. He didn't read the Quran yet. نفس الشيء إذا نسمع للقرآن same if we listen to the Quran. المرأة هي تقرأ على أختها. Our Shaykh she's reciting upon her sister. وهن لا لا يفهمنا ماذا القرآن. سمعنا إليه نعم لكن هذا ليس المراد. هذا ليس المراد. Our sister reciting to her sisters. They don't know what she's saying. They get a reward. They're still listening to Quran. They get a reward. But that's not the intent to just listen to the words being recited. The goal is Al-Amalubihi, is that we work by it. But how can we work by it if we don't I don't know what Allah is saying? So how can I do the action? So that's not the goal. But there's a reward. Anyone else here? Yes, it's better, but rather it's obligatory. We learn a hadith. That's good. But we don't understand it. How can I work by it? Our sister, Fadli. 
ما شاء الله احسنتي Raise your voice slightly. No, that is a. They misunderstand it differently. They believe, مثلاً خلقنا أو صورتنا نفس الصورة لله وعندهم الأب ونعوذ بالله. They believe that the depiction or the 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 shape or the picture of mankind is the same depiction or shape as Allah ونعوذ بالله. Or they say the Father. وهذا ليس بصحيح. That's not correct, يا إخوان. وهذا يدل على أهمية الفهم الكتاب. ولو عندهم عندهم الكتب لكن ما عندهم شرح ما عندهم تفسير. Same to the Christians and Jews or anyone else. You have to learn the meaning of your holy book. You have to learn the meaning of what's being mentioned. They have divine books according to them. And we believe in divine books. We don't believe that they are those books that they have. They believe it's their books. Right. At any rate, ما عندهم تفسير, but they don't have an explanation. فهم يقرؤون ما يسمون البيبو مثلاً ويشرحونه بالعلم الذي عندهم. وهذا خطير جداً. When they read their Bible, or what they call the Bible, they give it their own meanings. والمسلم يقول عوض بالله من هذا الفهم. The Muslims seek refuge with Allah Ta'ala from that understanding. لا يجوز لنا أن نقرأ الكتاب مثلاً أو الحديث ونقول المعنى كذا وخذنا المعنى من أنفسنا لا هذا حرام علينا The Muslim, this is حرام For the Muslim to read a hadith or read an ayat and then pull an understanding from himself That's حرام For the Christian is different They get their understandings from themselves They don't bring you a tafsir of the verse, the meaning of the verse no. So they have a farfetch, as our sister says, understanding. May Allah bless you. Namshi Let's continue. Let's go to the next hadith in our review. Al Hadith of Thani. Second hadith. Man Yaqra, who wants to recite the second hadith? Fadiya Shaykh. Muhammad <laughs> 
قال صدقت فعجبنا له يسأله ويسدقه قال فأخبرني عن الإيمان قال أن تؤمن بالله وملائكته وكتبه ورسله واليوم الآخر وتؤمن بالقدر خيره وشره قال صدقت قال فأخبرني عن الإحسان قال أن تعبد الله كأنك تراه فإن لم تكن تراه فإنه يراك قال فأخبرني عن الساعة قال ما المسؤول عنها بأعلم من السائل قال فأخبرني عن أمر راسها قال أن تيد الأمة ربتها وأن ترى الحفاة الغراة العالة رعاء الشاء يتطاولون في البنيان ثم انطلق فلبست مليا قال يا عمر أتدري أن السائل اكتب الله ورسوله أعلم قال فإنه جبريل أتاكم يعلمكم دينكم ورهمكم ما شاء الله سنت مبارك الله فيكم يا لابس يا لابس ومن أيضا يريد أن يقرأ هو سمسة بساري أخوان فلا تفضلي تلاتة بساري من يريد تقول يا شيخ تفضل
ما شاء الله ما شاء الله جميلا جميلا بارك الله فيك may Allah bless you also التي بعدها our next sister who wants to recite let them recite قال صدقت ما شاء الله بارك الله فيك بارك الله فيك أحسنتي أحسنتي التي بعدها التي تريد أن تقرأ our third sister would you like to recite إن شاء الله أحسنتي كذلك وبارك الله فيك 
May Allah bless you also. Taib, nas'alukum as'ilatin. Let's ask some of you some questions. Masi, as'walul awalaka. First question belongs to you. Qala, ya Umaru, atadili man as'ail. Kultu Allahu wa Rasulu a'lam. Ma hukmu hadhal qawl. The Messenger of Allah said, O Umar, do you know who that questioner was? He said, Allah and His Messenger know best. What's the ruling on saying that? Allah and His Messenger know best. Is that allowed to say? Yeah. How do you know it's allowed? The Messenger of Allah asked him, Do you know who the questioner was? He said, Allahu wa Rasulu a'lam. Allah and His Messenger know best. We say that's allowed. Oh, how do you know it's allowed? No, you, your answer is right. How do you know you're right? That's allowed to say. Huh? They're trustworthy. They're trustworthy. But something else in the hadith. Who can help our brother out? How can we say that's allowed? Then he said it to the Messenger of Allah. And the Prophet said, Nothing. You can't say no. Huwa and la naqulu huwa al-an. Lakin ja'is. Ja'is. Ah. Ma'andana dalil ala anna hadha haram. Naam. And you say Allah's message no best? And that's why it's better. But remember, ya ikhwan, our brother is asking for the sister that may not hear. He says, can we say that today? Is it better? Or is it allowed to say? We say, you can't say that's haram. You can't, because we don't have no proof that's haram. However, yes, the Prophet of Allah was alive then, so that's why the scholars say it's better that now you don't say it. But if somebody said, Allahu wa Rasulu a'lam, la yumkinun an naqul, hadha haram. Somebody says, Allah and His Messenger know best. We can't say that's haram. We can say that's hated. It's better not to say, and His Messenger now. Why? لِأَنَّ النَّبِي قَدْ مَاتَ Because the Prophet passed away. فَأَيِّ قَوْلٍ مَا any statement, memorize this. Any statement, any action, any belief, any gesture. If you say it's haram, you have to have proof. Al-muharram Allah. Wal-muhallil Allah. The one who deems something to be haram is Allah. The one who deems something to be halal is Allah. If we say anything is haram, our sister, she says something. And we say, no, sister, you can't say that. That's haram. You need proof. You can say it's better not to say that. You can say it's better not to say that. But you can't say it's haram. One of our sisters. What's the meaning of Islam? Jamilan, mashallah. Our second sister. Ma ma'na shahada. What does it mean? I bear witness that Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. What does it mean, the shahada? No, Our third sister. Ma ma'na Muhammad al Rasulullah. What does it mean? Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. What does it mean to bear witness that Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah? 
but he was sent to mankind. That's from that. Anyone else? Muhammad Rasulullah. What does it mean? I bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. To testify, he's the messenger of Allah. That's from that also. Huh? He's the final messenger. That's from that. Messi. All of you are right, but there's something else. We're going to give you the best definition of Allah. Adam. Huh? He's his messenger and his servant. No? That's correct. Something else. How about my sheikh? He's a prophet of Allah. Look at this, ya khwan. Now, cool. Our sister had her hand up. Tfadli. MashaAllah, that's correct. Whoever obeys the messenger has obeyed Allah. All that's correct. Let's put all your statements together. So we say, So the meaning that none has the right to worship except Allah from the most beautiful of definitions. Meaning that there's none that deserves to be followed except the Messenger There's none that deserves to be followed except the Messenger so we say in the first testimony of faith, similar uh, to what we say in the second. In the first we say, In the first we say that none has the right to be worshipped. Or you can say none deserves to be worshipped. Or none is worshipped in truth. Same meaning. Except Allah. And the second we say, Shahadati Anna Muhammad Rasulullah. Rasulullah. We bear witness that there's none that deserves to be followed except the Messenger. If you guys understand those two points, then you're upon a lot of good, ya so if we understand that, how can we say bid'ah is allowed? How? If no one has the right to be followed except the Messenger of Allah. How can we say innovation is correct? Innovation is not correct, ya khwan. Taib, whose turn? Our next question. And to establish the salah. What does it mean? Prayer and the language. Ascent, dua, supplication. Masi, ma ma'na salah fi shari'. What does it mean? Prayer, Islamically. Specific actions. Specific time. Ta'as wa Allahu Akbar. Ends with salamu alaykum. With the intention of seeking closeness to Allah. Correct. And you can... As far as salah, take the shirk away. As far as salah. One sentence our beloved brother didn't mention. He left out one sentence. What was it? Uh, specific words. Specific words and specific actions. That begin at specific times. Uh, that are done at specific times. Begin with Allahu Akbar. And end with taslim. With the intentions of seeking closeness to Allah. Our sent. Tayyip az-zakah. 
ما معنى الزكاه؟ What does it mean زكاه؟ Obligatory tax. Yeah, Muslims must pay yearly. yearly. Upon who? Upon the, the sick people. Ah. The fuqara. Fuqara, masakin. Our sister, our first sister. Who's that? Our muallima. What does it mean to fast in the language? To restrain, mashallah. Who's that? Our second sister, our shaykha. What does it mean as-sawm fi-shari? What does it mean fasting in the Islamic religion or in the religion of Islam? What does it mean to fast religiously? Ah, la bas. Who's that? Our muallima, our third teacher. Tayyip, who has those nice questions. What can we say to him? We give the sisters the nicknames, ikhwan. We have the, our shaykha, we have the muallima. And our, our third sister, she always asked those nice, our faqiha. So she's our faqiha. So now we have three. Our muallima, our shaykh, our faqiha. Tayyip, all of you are what I call shaykh. We'll give you nicknames also. Inshallah. Tayyip. Our faqiha, our third sister. Tayyip. Where do we write to you, ikhwan? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Ma ma'ana al-iman. What does it mean, iman? Tawadah. I don't think I gave you hajj. You didn't do fasting either? Ah, she, she, uh, nobody did fasting. Huh? What does it mean to fast religiously? To refrain from food. Drink. And sexual intercourse for the sake of Allah. From dawn to dusk. With the intentions of seeking. Closeness to Allah, mashallah, ahsanti. Tayyip. What definition we give for fast, fasting? And I think I gave you Imam Anouri's definition, huh? Uh, similar to our sisters, we made it easy. She gave you Ibn Taymiyyah's definition or the likes. We gave you someone else's easy, Anouri's uh, easy, Akhwan. Imsakun maqsusun. An shayin maqsusun. Fi waqtin maqsusun. What else, Ikhwah? Imsaqul maqsusun fi waqtin maqsusun an shayin maqsusun min shakhsin maqsusun min al-fajr al-sadiq ila ghurub al-shamf biniyyata taqarrub ila Allah We gave specific withholding from specific people done at specific times from specific things that start at the truthful fajr and in at the setting of the sun with the intentions of seeking closeness to Allah. Our sister, Fadli. May Allah bless you. Imsakun maqsus. Imsakun maqsusun. Min shakhsin maqsusin. An shayin maqsusin. I think we gave instead of that start with the sun, I think we just said fi waqt al I don't think I mentioned it twice. 
look at this here, Khwan. Imsakun maqsusun. Specific withholding. Min shakhsin maqsusin. From specific people. An shayin maqsusin. From specific things. Bi waqtin maqsusin. At specific times. Bi niyati attaqarrubi in Allah. With the intention of seeking closeness to Allah. Imsakun maqsusun. Min shakhsin maqsusin. An shayin maqsusin. Fi waqtin maqsusin. Biniyati attaqarrubi in Allah. Specific withholding from specific people, from specific things, done at specific times with the intention of seeking closeness to Allah. Specific withholding from specific people, from specific things, at specific times, biniyati taqarrubi in Allah with the intention of seeking closeness to Allah. The one who fasts without an intention. What's the ruling on his fast? Batil. Fasid. Laysa maqbool. It's corrupt, not correct, not accepted. Labud amin Every action of worship. You name it. You name the action, it doesn't matter. If it's from worship, it needs an intention. Our sister, Fadali. Ah. For the sake of fasting, for what? Uh, our sister is saying that she sees people saying, encouraging the people to fast on Thursday for the people of Gaza. We ask Allah Ta'ala that He has mercy upon those who passed away, who, are, who were killed there. And that he defends those who are alive. And does not allow them to have passed away except that they are holding on to the Quran and the Sunnah. As for that statement, you hear this a lot on the internet. Let's fast for the people of Gaza. Let's fast for the people of Africa. Let's fast for the people of Yemen. Let's fast for those al-mustadi'ifina fil ard All those who are being oppressed and tormented in the lands. Let's fast for them. I don't know the origin of that, Yaqwa. I've never heard the likes of that before. Where you can fast, you can fast for me. Brother, all of you fast for me, inshallah. You fast for me tomorrow, you fast for me the next day, you fast for me the day after that, the day after that, you guys fast for me the day after that. And I get the reward, Allah Alam. Oh, my son passed over him, Allah Ta'ala. So I'm going to fast, inshallah, and my fast will go to him. And then at the Lili Hajj, you have proof that you can do that for Hajj. I don't know if you can do that for the Salah. And I don't know if you can do that for fasting. I don't know any proof to support that. Hajj, we have proof. Fasting, la'adam al
Um, why are you fasting? Yeah. Uh, not that your fast goes to them. No. Uh, to encourage someone to fast in order to make dua, you can say that. You can encourage someone to travel also. That dua is accepted. You can, can encourage someone to be on the sunnah and to fast. That dua is accepted. You can encourage someone to get up at night and to make dua. That dua is accepted. Uh, so maybe that's what they intended as a brother saying there. There, that has an origin. I encourage you to travel while you're traveling. Keep me in your dua. The travel is dua, is mustajab. You can also encourage someone to make dua before the dhan, or between the dhan and the qama. You can also encourage someone to make dua after every salah. You can also encourage someone to make dua after reading the Quran. All of these have proofs. So I wouldn't restrict it to just fasting. I would take every action that's recommended for the dua, per, the person making dua, to be accepted. I would say get up at night and make dua for the people of Gaza and also the Yemen and Africa and the people that are being tormented. Also, after you read the Quran, make dua for them. After salah, make dua for them. While you're traveling, make dua for them. You people seeking knowledge, make dua for them. So that's what I would say, Wallah. Our sister, Fadli. No. Uh, our sister said somebody made dua in the middle of the salah. Uh, and the Maghrib, what's the proof of that? I don't know any proof to support that. Yeah, Khan. Who is that? It's allowed. But it's not allowed. Some of the scholars say the Messenger of Allah made the Qunur one time in the Fajr. Some scholars say he made it for a month straight. Al-Imam Malik qala anna al-Qunur fa'alahu al-Nabi umma tarakahu wa lam ya'ud ilayhi. Imam Malik says the Prophet made the Qunur for a certain period of time and then he never returned back to it. So you shouldn't do it according to him. Other scholars they say إِذَا عِنْدَنَا حَاجَةَ فَلَا بَسَ بِهِ some scholars, they say, if you have a necessity or need, like now, war and famine and murder and killing and the likes, or COVID or sicknesses like that, and you call upon Allah in the qunut, that's allowed. But can you do it at any salah? Allah Some scholars say it's best to do it as the Prophet of Allah did it in the Fajr prayer. Other scholars have the position, you can do it in any salah. It's allowed to do it. But you can't call it a sunnah. If we make dua every salah for our brothers and sisters in Philistine, that's allowed. No one can say that's haram. That's allowed. To make dua for your brothers and your sisters. You can do that. But you can't call it a sunnah. Some scholars say the Imam Malik, the Prophet did it for a month or so. And then he made dua against the disbelievers of Quraysh and the likes. And for those who were killed, the martyrs. And then he stopped doing it for whatever reason. Similarly to the rain. Similarly to the rain. The Prophet combined it uh, in the rain and then he didn't do it. Some scholars say he, you shouldn't combine in the rain. The Prophet did it and stopped. Other scholars say no. Him doing it shows it's allowed. Totally different there. If someone makes dua and kunut after every salah, it doesn't have to only be in the Allah prayers. It can be in the dhuhr. It can be in the asr. We should make dua, ya 
to get together, as what's going on, on the internet now, the people are getting together at a certain time to pray the salah for the people of Palestine. Not obligatory salah. To make a salah, let's pray two raka'ah, and then we're going to call upon them, uh, call upon Allah in the kunud. I don't know that action has an origin. That we're going to pray a voluntary prayer at 10 o'clock in the morning. And we're going to make two raka'ah and make kunut for the people of Palestine and the lakes. I don't know if that has an origin. The Prophet used to do it in the obligatory prayers. And the, and the end, or it could be in any raka'ah, the last raka'ah of Fajr, for example. The last raka'ah of Maghrib or Isha, or even Dhuhr and Asr. And then you make the kunut. That has an origin, Abbas. In the middle of the prayer, our sister said, the middle of the salah, I don't know any proof for that. Usually it comes in the last raka'ah. The last raka'ah, Abbas. That's allowed here, Khwan. We should increase our dua, inshallah ta'ala. Also, not just in the congregation, any salat you're making, we should call upon Allah ta'ala. For all of the people who are being tormented and killed and massacred, not just in one country, and also not just now. It amazes me. Yes, it's worse now. Yes. This war has been going on for how long? Then it ceased and it's starting back up again. We should have been making dua and making dua and making dua. Sometimes we wait and by the time we're making dua, it's over. We should have been making dua and making dua like in Yemen. Or in Africa, this is nothing new, ya Khwan. We should have been increased in making dua. And now we should be making more dua. Like the man who doesn't read the Quran except in Ramadan. No, the Quran is for Ramadan and it's outside of Ramadan. So we should have been asking Allah Ta'ala and we should increase. You know, every lesson, every lecture, every day, every salah, we should increase in asking Allah Ta'ala to protect them and the Muslims everywhere and to have mercy upon them and the Muslims everywhere. And we should make the likes of these du'a, ya So it's allowed to make the kunu, according to many of the ulama. Some scholars like Imam Malik says, the Prophet did it and then he stopped it. That's his opinion. He's entitled to that. He's a mushtahid. If he's right, lahu ajran. If he's wrong, lahu ajran wahid. If he's right, he has two rewards. If he's wrong, he has one reward. Wallah alam. You get the reward of the action that you're doing. So you're sharing the, the reward. You're sharing the reward. Allah alam the amount you share. You share with them in the reward. How much do you get of it? Allah alam. You get a musharika. You get a portion of it. Allah alam. No. Anyone else? Tabla. It's better, ya khwan. You make dua for all of the Muslims. Don't restrict it. You know, if you do restrict it, add to it. The more Muslims you make dua for, the more the angels make dua for you. If we say, Methalan, only, I say only, may Allah help and aid our brothers and sisters in Philistine. That restricts my dua for the brothers and sisters in Philistine. If you have knowledge of Islam, you wouldn't stop that. You'll make dua for them and for other than them. May Allah have mercy on our brothers and sisters in Philistine and Yemen and Africa and India, no matter where they are in the world. Now you're including everyone who's in need, everyone who's oppressed, everyone who was murdered. So the more dua you make, the more the angels make dua for you. 
You're going to make dua for someone? Increase. May Allah bless all the Muslims. May Allah bless you all. Who is you all? All of you. Whoever my you intends. So the more you make your dua more vast, the more the angels make dua for you. For example. So don't restrict your dua. Make dua for this country and that country and all the countries that are in need. Any of our sisters? Huh? Wa alaikum salam. Also make dua for the children there. Now may Allah reward the children that are there and the children that are outside of there. May Allah have mercy upon them and the children no matter where they are. Anyone else? Our sister, what do you guys got going on here? Huh? Raise your voice so we all can benefit, inshallah. In class? Oh, may Allah bless you all. to announce the diary. Okay, we're going to marry the brother and the sister. You have the diary? Yes. Okay. What did you give her? Okay. He gave her a diamond ring, mashallah, ya ikhwan. That can be from wisdom. It could be private also. If they want to announce it, they can do so. If you don't have any proof that that's from the Sunnah of the Messenger, والسلام, some things can be private, ya ikhwan. Everything doesn't have to be, oh, let me get a picture. Nowadays, what you see nowadays when we get married and we dress the masjid up and we ask the people to, okay, our theme is going to be, let me choose colors, uh, purple and yellow, and everyone has to, the imam has to wear a purple thobe, and then the girls have to wear yellow jilbab, and then, uh, then they come together matching. We get that from the Christians, that's not from Islam, alhamdulillah. Why well, I got to match you with the tablecloths, and nowadays the women have to wear white, and yeah, that's from the Jews and Christians, that's not from our religion. Yeah, they got the big chair, she has to sit higher than everyone else. A lot of that is from the Jews and Christians, there are some things culturally, in Africa, some of the women get married, she sits there, mashallah, and all her friends and family come up and dance around her, and this and this and this. And that's allowed, inshallah ta'ala, in that culture. Um, and then, in Yemen especially, the brother doesn't get the wife yet. When the wedding is over, he goes home, and he's waiting. Like, where are they at? Where are they at with my wife? I'm, I'm, I want to see my wife. And then her father and her family, they put her in a car, and they drive all around the city, and they beep them. All throughout the city, mashallah, let the people know they got married. And then the father and the uncle, they walk her in. Alhamdulillah, she's dressed, mashallah, and the brothers, he's crying, he's, he's crying in happiness. And then the father takes her hand and his hand and put it together. I had a brother, one of my best, I pray this brother as well, one of my closest companions in, in, in Yemen. I won't mention his name, but I want to. Real nice, may Allah bless this brother and reward this brother. One of my closest companions. If I went somewhere, he was usually right there. One of my best friends. He married a Somalian sister. So, American brother married a Somalian sister. That happens, alhamdulillah. 
طيب. So he was just starting off in his Arabic. She didn't know no English. So they're quarreling. So we go to the Sheikh, and the Sheikh is, he says to us, we were translating for the, for the brother. The Sheikh says, well, how are they arguing? <laughs> I said, Sheikh, I have no idea. He says, well, how do, ask him, how do you, maybe she's not arguing with you. Maybe it's a cultural difference. Maybe. So the brother, no, no, she's mad at something. I don't know what it is. She mad, Sheikh, she mad. So the Sheikh, well, how do you know? How do you know she's mad? How do you understand him? So the Sheikh asked the sister, well, how do you understand him? She said, swear, swear. I understand him a little bit. So the brother, he was just so happy to marry Somali women. You know, Somali women, mashallah. They have the hair, they have this and they have that. They're knowledgeable. He was so happy. So whatever the family asked of him, he agreed. He didn't know what they were asking. He, didn't, he was new in Arabic. So <laughs> whatever they said, all he said was, yes. He looking at the girl, who's going to turn them down? He looks, yes, yes, naam, naam, yes, yes, whatever they ask. So they get into a big argument. So the brother contacts, hey, hey, I don't know what's going on. What are they saying to me? We put them, they put on the phone. So he said, what's going on? How's everything? The brother says, the house is not in a manner that he agreed my daughter would be in. So he doesn't get my daughter until the house is done. He puts the brother back on the phone. He said, so is he going to bring her to the house or what? What's, do I get my wife? He just, he just, he wanted to spend time with his wife. He said, he took my money. When do, I paid the dollar. He said, am I married or not? I said, you're married, but I don't know what you agreed to. He said, I didn't understand nothing they were saying. Whatever they said, I said, yes, 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 yes. So now the father says, we walked into the house and the brother lived real humble. Mashallah. He had no TV. His bed was on the floor, a little chair, a little whiteboard books, refrigerator was a little bit of food. So the Abbey comes in, he looks, he's out of the man shaitan rajim. Ain't an He's fast. Where's the TV? Ain't al Asha. Where the where's the furniture? Ain't al athath. Kaifa binti taishu hakata cave and tamariki. So the father said, how's my my daughter's not living like this? you had to get a TV? Where's the furniture? He says, and you're American? So they thought, since you're American, you have dollar, you have the big money. So the brother don't know, he said, listen, am I married or not? So the brother said, when you dress the furniture up, the house up, you get, I'll bring you my daughter personally. So they're married, so this is some cultural things. Sometimes they're married, but I'm not giving you my daughter until you make the house like I agreed to. So they're going out, you know, they're still family, but the brother goes to grab his wife's hand, she snatches back. He said, are we married or no? So he doesn't know what's going on. They go sit with the sheikh. So I don't know any it's a long story. But sometimes culture issues do clash. And sometimes it's honorable to blend cultures. Alhamdulillah, get to know people. Alhamdulillah, there's nothing wrong with that, yaikhwa. But one of my best friends I ever met in my life, I pray he's well. I pray they're still married, yaikhwa. May Allah make it easy. Now, our last sister, inshallah. Someone had their hand up? Anyone else say khwa? So is it allowed to make the dowry allow uh, uh, public? That's allowed. It'll be up to the, the, the couple. As the imam or the one marrying them off, he shouldn't mention it without their permission. Some things are private. I wouldn't want nobody to know unless I gave my wife an honorable gift. Suppose my gift is not that honorable. <laughs> I may have went to Ross 
and got her something and she likes it, but I don't want everyone to know that. So ask me first, Yaqi, and then I'll ask her, it's okay? She says, yes, mention it to the people. That's different. But make sure, oh, that's our cue. Make sure, Yaqwan, that the people know first. You shouldn't just mention their private business. This is their private business, Yaqwan. Everything doesn't have to be announced to the world. Mention you got married, you said yes, she accepted, you gave her a diary. The diary can be one of two ways. It can be upfront, and that's the origin, and it can be delayed. That's a good question, Yaqwan. Technically, no. Technically, no, because you're not giving something. And it's a long-term gift. It's like, suppose you divorce before that. That's why many scholars don't recommend that you give a, a deferment, that you should give something now. That's the sunnah of the Messenger, but it's allowed. We don't want to say it's haram to do that. I would say not to do that, but it's allowed. The sister says, I just want, I want to go on hajj. You pay for my hajj. That can be her diary. The harm behind something of the future is that a lot of times, especially nowadays in America, we divorce before you even get your diary. Nowadays, if you can make it a year, that's a blessing. Nowadays, as soon as you get home, there was a brother, he married a sister, real nice sister. She was a little more pungy than he thought. So, Massey's laughing already. He knows where it's going. They get home. <laughs> he looks at her. He's pleased. MashaAllah, pretty girl. Alhamdulillah. Allah, he's making dua to his Lord. He's happy. He gets home. She takes her jilbab off. She's not as small as she thought. He says, oh, 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 brother Imam, uh-uh, you're going back to Abbey. And he divorced her right there. Something like that is not honorable, Yaqwan. Many of us, the men, we are superficial, and we don't see it. And the women, they're not off the hook also. They're superficial too. How many times a woman, someone proposes, she looks up, no, too black. It happens a lot of times. It happens a lot. <laughs> you're laughing. That happens. She looks up, oh, too light. Especially the short brothers. I feel bad for the short brothers. <laughs> May Allah make the short brothers tall. I w or let them find someone that doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a surgery now. Alhamdulillah. May Allah allow the short brothers. Some of the short brothers are always mad. And they didn't do, you didn't do nothing to them. You say, Yaqi, can I ask you a question? Of course. Why are you always mad? We play ball, you're mad. We're working out, you're mad. We're jogging and you are mad. We're eating, you're mad. We're praying. And as soon as I look over, you're making your dhikr just mad. SubhanAllah, SubhanAllah, SubhanAllah. Why are you mad? I'm just, I'm short. I'm tired of being short. I wish I was tall. Some of the short people, alhamdulillah, they just, the short man complex. The sister, some women, some of the sisters we're in charge of, she says, Find me a nice brother. I don't care the country, that's not important. A nice religious brother, alhamdulillah, I can practice Islam with. I got three conditions. Number one, and then she gives her conditions. No short brothers. I don't understand. She looks up, this little nice brother, but he's little. She says, I'm not going to, I'm going to, he can't take me to the park. I look like his mom. He looks like my child. Yes, but he's not your child. Then some of the brothers are the same way. A short brother is not going to marry a tall girl. The Somalians, mashallah, they are tall women. He comes, hey, she's knowledgeable, yes. She's pretty, yes. She has religion, yes. She has lineage, yes. She's too tall for me, yaqi. 
Find me somebody short like me. He said, nobody's short like you, Yahi. <laughs> You're so little. <laughs> At any rate, so the women are superficial, and the men are superficial, Yahuwah. Sometimes, in my humble opinion, we're too superficial. It's okay to like things. It's okay to have preferences. No problem. But to go overboard, she's too little. She's righteous. She's too big. She's righteous. She's too tall. What do you want? Nobody's perfect, Yahuwah. Our sister, Fadali. If the woman is asking for the khuler, yes. It's highly, highly, highly recommended. The scholars differ into two opinions. First opinion is that Ruju' al Mahar wajib. The first opinion is that returning the dowry, if the woman asks for the khuler, returning the dowry is obligatory. That's the first opinion. And most of the scholars say that. It's obligatory. And then a smaller amount of scholars, rahimahumullah ta'ala, have a second opinion. وَمِنْهُمْ أَبُوْ Hanifa, And from them is the Imam Abu Hanifa. That the Ruju' al-Mahar mustahab. That returning the dowry is highly recommended and not obligatory. Why do the scholars differ? لِأَنَّ قَوْلَ النَّبِيَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَسَلَامُ قَدْ يَدُولُ عَلَى الْوُجُوبُ أَوْ عَلَى الْوُجُوبُ وَقَدْ يَدُولُ عَلَى الْاسْتِحْبَابُ وَالطَّلَاقُ وَقَعْ فِي زَمَانِ النَّبِيِّ مَرَّةً وَاهِدَةً Why do they differ? Because in the time of the Messenger of Allah, how he said it, he said it in such a way, it looks like, it is an obligation, it looks like it, but it looks like it's more of a recommendation. There was only one khuler in the time of the Messenger of Allah. The khuler لَيْسَ طَلَاقًا The khuler is not a divorce. كَمَا قَالِ بِنْ Abbas. The khuler is not a divorce. The khuler is like the woman, she took her marriage contract and ripped it up. That's like the khuler. She nullifies it. She ransoms herself. She says she's no longer pleased for whatever reason. So she returns back the wedding gift. This happened one time of the hadith, uh, in the time of the Messenger from the hadith of Abdullah bin Abbas collected by Bukhari and uh, Abu Dawood. The woman is many narrations of this hadith, ya khwan. And one narration she says, لا أرى بدينه بأساً ولا في خلقه بأساً لكني أخاف الكفر And one narration she says, I don't know what she's asking. Listen to what she says. She says, I don't see anything wrong with his religion, O Messenger of Allah. Nor do I see anything wrong with his character. But I'm afraid for disbelief. I'm afraid for myself, kufr. Now kufr has many... Uh, categories to be ungrateful is called kufr you buy your wife a gift you guys will see inshallah the women you can't please them it's impossible yeah that's why you do it for Allah's sake you do it for Allah if you please her alhamdulillah that's great if she's still not happy most of the time you did it for Allah you still get a reward you buy her a gift she says that's it that's it <laughs> where's the rest that's ungratefulness. You can call it disbelief. You can say, La takfuri. Don't disbelieve. Meaning, don't be ungrateful. Ungratefulness is called kufr in Islam. طيب. It's also kufr that takes you outside of Islam. That's called kufr. It's also kufr that you're not a disbeliever, but you're doing an action of disbelief. That's also called kufr. So Allah A'lam what she meant. Some scholars say his physical wasn't that appealing. He had good Islam. He had good character, but maybe he was short. 
nowadays. Or maybe he was tall. Or maybe he wasn't the most attractive of men. The humbling thing is that, but she accepted it. She accepted it. So they got married. So the Prophet of Allah said to the woman, asking her, Hal the Prophet said, are you going to return back the garden? The man gave her a garden. It doesn't always have to be money. That's a benefit, Ikhwan. Nowadays, our women, they want some cash. They want something they can fold. They don't want no ching 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 No. They want some 10, 20, 50. They want some money. That's allowed. There's nothing wrong with that. But it doesn't have to be money. This man gave her a garden. Ali gave Fatima what? What did he give her? His sword. There are three ways to get the dowry. Our sister, mashallah, she's ready. Messi, let me sign you up. Alhamdulillah, she's ready. She gets all the marriage. She's, she's ready, Ikhwan. That's our faqiha. Let me, I'm going to talk to Massey's Abbey. Talk to the sister's Abbey. It makes a match. Alhamdulillah. You ready to get married, Massey? Almost. In school, inshallah, we'll graduate. 11th. 11th, okay, still a baby. Alhamdulillah. One more year to go. Our sister in school, what's the sister's done? Oh no. We'll, 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 we'll talk to you guys' parents later, inshallah. You never know, Yaquan. Bismillah. That's the ones you want. May Allah bless. How tall are you? She's going to ask. Right. Oh. <laughs> He's borderline. He's right there. He got to get up there, man. He got to get some, some boots. Inshallah. I'll match y'all together, inshallah. I'll see you, Abby. Tomorrow I'll talk to you, Abby, inshallah. Bismillah. Allah is merciful. Tayyip. So there are three ways to get the dowry. Tayyip. All of you should get married, Juan. Marriage is tremendous. I'm going to match all of you up, inshallah. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. One more, inshallah. It's going to be hard to marry for love for someone you don't know. You marry the woman. Unless you mean love for the sake of Allah. We're starting out now. Love comes with experiences. Love comes with time. Love comes with doing things together. So if I don't know you, I don't, I'm most likely in Islam, unless it's someone you know. You're most likely not going to be in love with them when you get married. That's not a condition, Yaquan, also. It takes time to love someone, mashallah ta'ala. If you marry someone you love already, that's from Allah. That's from Allah. Usually it takes time to build to that. You're going to clash from time to time, ya That's, that's going to happen. But as long as you guys are not like oil and water. If you're like oil and water, then maybe you shouldn't get married. If you guys are oil and water, that's the thing. You're never going to know. In the beginning, you would think Muslims, and this is what I don't understand about us. You would think Muslims, you could take the 10 women who are looking for men and the 10 men who are looking for women. And we should be able to say, ah, and then grab the couples, put them together. Okay, Masi and our, our Sheikha, and Umar and ah, our Mu'allima, and such and such with Muhammad with, alhamdulillah, good brother, good brother. Sunnah, Sunnah. You would think that would be enough. But it's not enough. There are other ingredients that go with it. Compatibility is important, 
for example, but there's no proof of that. And sometimes on paper, people are compatible on paper. She likes to go out for walks. He likes to go for walks. She rides bikes. He rides bikes. He's a student of knowledge. She's a student of knowledge. Perfect couple. But when they get together, they're like oil and water. So they part ways. You're never going to know it until you say yes. Our sister. Give us an example. How our sister saying there are tests you can do. How would you know the personality of the person? Okay. So like in the sit down process, asking questions, the only harm would be if you don't know the person. I ask you a hundred questions right now. How do I know if you're being truthful or if you're not? You ask me a hundred questions right now. I give you my answers. How do you know if I'm answering from me? You never know, Yako. Give an example. Okay. So if you say yes, are you a Are you uh, okay. if someone will go to get the position you're looking for? Okay. How do you think how is this different? Okay, that's our sister going by psych psych uh, psychological test. That's fine. You could do that, yeah. Even with that, you're still not gonna know the person. You're never gonna know the person until you say yes. And then, until y'all live together. And then, you start your life together. Now you're starting to know the person I married. For example, that's why it's so hard, religiously, um, to get to know someone. There are some questions you can't really ask. And this also shows in our religion, it's not about the whole superficial thing that most of us fall into. There are more components to go with it. You should be able to take a good sister and a good brother, and mashallah, they're going to be tremendous. But sometimes, like the sister's talking about personality, sometimes it does clash. However, it, you don't have to find someone just like you or the likes. You just have to get along with each other. You have to be honorable. You have to respect uh, one another. You have to fear Allah to the best of your ability and be patient with each other. Why didn't you find a lot of divorce in the time of the Messenger? They didn't ask all the questions that we're doing today. Some of them may ask one or two questions. Sufyan Authority asked three questions. Three questions. He said to his people, find me a wife, I want to get married now. Find me a wife. But remember, he's a great imam of hadith, and he's extremely poor. So you can imagine, a woman is not going to just, hey, I want to marry the poor man. No, not even back then. Today, if you're, not, you're not going to get married unless you have some type of money. Unless she's really religious. And maybe you have some other qualities. That's different. At any rate, and we're not saying get married while you're poor. We're saying if you want to get married while you're poor and you find someone that can be patient with your poverty, alhamdulillah. No problem. At any rate, tayyip. So now he asked three questions. He told his people, find me a wife. They look for a wife. They brought him a, a real wealthy woman. He's the Imam of Hadith. Everyone wanted to marry him. So this woman was extremely rich. 
She said, I'll marry him. They came back and told about the man or about the woman. We found you, mashallah. She's a this and this, real wealthy. Yeah, imam. He said, no, 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 no. Find me someone like me. The woman said, hey, I'll denounce all my riches for you. He said, I can't do that. Just find me somebody similar to me. Someone not too rich. Someone on my level. They found a nice religious girl, a nice middle class girl. He asked her a few questions. He says, what's the benefit of marrying a woman like you? It's a tremendous question. She answered. He said, who's the most important person to you? She answered. And his third question escapes me at this moment. Ah, uh, how are you when you get, oh, something about her anger. Something he wanted to see, her level of anger. Something like, if I married someone else, not you, how would that make you feel? Or something like that. So he, he was asked, why are you asking these questions? He said, the reason I ask who is the most beloved to you, if she says the Prophet, then most likely she's trying to follow the Sunnah of the Messenger. He asked something more or less, What's the benefit of marrying someone like you? To see her gratefulness, how she looks at herself, for example. And then another one was to check her anger. So he only asked three questions. That's important to him. Rahimahullah. Everyone else is different. Imam Ahmed wanted to get married. He let his ummi find a wife for him. His mother wanted him to get married. He didn't want to get married. He was an elder, 40-something years old. He didn't want to get married. He said, I'm poor, ummi. Who's going to marry me? And I'm busy seeking hadith. So the mother encouraged him to get married. She found someone for him, for example. At any rate, that idea is tremendous. And asking many questions is tremendous. It still doesn't mean anything. You can pass whatever, what's the test called, our sister? MBTI. MPI? MBTI. MBTI. You can pass, and two people, they pass, Masi and our beloved Sheikha. They pass, I like that match, Sheikha. What country are you from, Masi? Afghan and in Africa. Oh, that was some pretty babies. At any rate, they have the nice Somali hair with Masi's complexion. Oh, Allahu Akbar. At any rate, so now uh, the people pass the test. Their personalities are equal on paper, similar. And then they get married and they're like oil and water. That happens there. Why in the time of the Messenger of Allah, their divorces were less? If you ever think about it, the way we get married today, you would think we do investigations, we do background checks, we do this and this, we do job interviews, we do MPI, we do all these things. And look at our divorce rate. We marry in our culture, out our culture, tall, short, it doesn't matter. Look at our divorce rate. Look at how they marry. Two questions. Omar was passing by, and we'll stop here inshallah. He was passing by. He heard a young woman admonishing her mother. The mother, they used to sell dates and raisins in the, in the souk. The mother wanted the daughter to cheat the people, put the, the good dates and raisins on the top, and mix the bad ones at the bottom. The people won't see the difference. That's true. You can hide bad dates, you can hide bad fruit. Uh, I think it was fruit, but it could have been milk. It could have been. Our brother says, wasn't it milk? It could have been milk. Like milk or fruit. Omar, he wasn't spying. The houses back then wasn't like the houses of today. Someone can be sitting right outside and may not can't hear us. Back in the day, you have a, a dirt house, a mud house. If you're taking a break on the side of someone's house, you can hear everything in the house. So he was passing by. He took a break. 
And he just happened to hear the argument. At this time, he's the leader of the Muslims. Amir al-Mu'mineen. He heard the argument. And he was amazed by the young daughter correcting the mother. He was she was telling the mother, fear Allah, ummi. If the people don't know, Allah knows. That's haram, ummi. No. He was amazed by that. He went and asked a few questions about the girl. They told her she was righteous, pious, obedient, devout. Alhamdulillah. He comes back with his son a day or a few days later. Mentions what happened. And he says, I asked about you and I got good feedback. Here's my son, I believe Saleh at the time, or Abdullah. Tayyip. He says, we're extremely poor. He's the son of the leader of the Muslims, but we're extremely poor. She was real shy. The narration says, she looked up, he looked up, and they both were pleased. You get one look. Not like we do today. Send me a picture, telegram at me, message me. Not like that. Nowadays with all the disguises, I don't want to message you anyway. Because how I know that's really you? All the filters. The filters have a filter. You may be short, you, know, you look taller. You may be taller, you look shorter. That happens here. So now, you go meet her physically. That's the origin. He looked up, she looked up, they got married. Somebody's going to say, they didn't have a sit down. That's not a condition. You don't have to physically sit with the girl and ask her questions. You don't. No one's going to get married like that today. If I bring the most beautiful of women, oh, that's different. All of you are going to say yes to that. If I bring a woman here and you can't see her and I say, hey, who wants to get married? Everyone's hand is going to go down. I bring a sister, uh, for the sisters, the most handsome of men. And I say, hey, who wants to get married? Their hands are going to go down. Nobody's going to get married like that. Nobody. But back in the day, they did. They didn't get married like we do. Let's go out where well, your family goes out with her family. That's allowed to do. As long as you guys are not alone. That's allowed to do. Let's go to the park. Your Abby's there. Your brothers are there. That's allowed to do. They didn't do that back in the day. Back in the day, they had the attitude. You want to go to the park with me? Then get married. That's what we tell our, our daughter. Hey, you want to talk on the phone with someone? Yes, Abby. Then marry him. Or have somebody on the phone. If I can't listen to your conversation, then what are you talking about anyway? Abby can't be there? No, Abby, we're talking about, yes, then that, that's most likely not allowed. Or you want to marry, you want to talk to him? Yes, Abby. Then marry him. Come to the masjid today. We'll marry you right now. Maybe not, but we'll say that and then hopefully. I try to make it easy, Akhwar. When my daughter got married, I was against it at first. My first daughter, you can imagine, but we're Muslims. We live in America. I'd rather you get married than think you're going to live in America and don't fall into error. No, we're Muslims. It's easy to get married. You want to talk to someone? Yes. Give her a diary that she accepts. Get two witnesses. Propose to her. She says yes, you say yes. Now you guys are halal. Islam is easy, alhamdulillah. Like, That's what I would say, Ikhwan. I have two daughters. I'll be watching some of you, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Let's see, Ikhwan. Like, I have a son also. For some of the younger girls. They want to get married. May Allah bless you, Ikhwan. Let's stop there, Ikhwan. May Allah bless you all. وسبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت استغفرك وأتوب إليك والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته
Wajakum is zeg, Wajakum, Wajakum. Je bent bos, hè? What's the ruling? For the last day, for example, so Somali culturally they say the dowry allowed. Ah, okay. But see, that can be culturally. Let's say the dowry is a bit much. No. And the chef says, might be a little bit too much, but they agree to it. Is that okay? Like, or the chef, he says, I'm opposed to this amount of money, but it's okay. Uh, see, that's culture. It's allowed. Nothing like that's not incorrect. I probably would get their permission first, because then the morning that's private. And what you may feel is, uh, is public, the couple may not feel like that. Especially, for example, some, sometimes, this is why having a high dowry, many of the early say is hated. Number one, it could cause a lot of hardship on the person. Um, how many times a person gets a high dowry and now he has to take so many jobs now? For example, it takes him off his seeking knowledge because now he has to make so much money. Sometimes he has to go into debt, for example, to pay the dowry. Also, it makes it like you're selling the woman off. A lot of the cultures overseas also, the family gets that money anyway. Mm. In Yemen, they charge you five, six, seven thousand dollars, right? The girl doesn't get none of it. The father usually takes all of the money. So a lot of times, the high dowries are for a reason, or he takes a portion of it. He's going to take some of it. He was not religious, not her give it to him, no. He's going to take it. And he may take all of it. For example, I remember a couple, and the girl said, it doesn't really matter what, matter what I asked for. The father said, what do you mean? This is your right. She said, my father's going to take all of it anyway. I'm not going to get none of that money. Sometimes that's cultural too. It's not correct, of course. Mm -hmm. At any rate, I would probably say to keep it private or get their permission. Get their permission. There's no benefit of me telling you or telling the community what this couple's diary was. Mm -hmm. How do you benefit from that? No matter if it's humble or if it's something of, of, of a high price. How does the jama'ah benefit from that? We don't benefit. Nobody benefits from that. Yeah, go on. At any rate, but that's probably cultural. That's another thing. Some of the brothers that have a lot of wealth, they may want you to tell the people. Maybe he wants another wife. Oh, I'm going to give, I give $10,000. Tell the people I gave her 10000 But that's a bad intention. Yeah, go on. At any rate, none of that's from the sunnah. I would tell the person... I'm getting married to someone in that culture. No, no, Sheikh. Nah, don't. That's that's private, inshallah. Don't. You can mention whatever. Don't mention. That's between me and the sister. Our families, for example. But a lot of things you're going to see culturally, Ikhwan, has no base. That's why it's culture. It may be allowed, but it may not have a foundation. Allah. May Allah bless you.